An Australia without rugby league is not Australia. Um, rugby league has been a fabric of our society for hundreds of years. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of rugby league. It has been those Australians who have worked hard every day. They had their dreams, they had their aspirations. These are the quiet Australians who have won a great victory tonight. Well, hello everybody, Dennis Carnahan, Chris Gale, Stephen Ferris. I'm over the pain. It's been a few days now. It's another week, another loss, and rugby league stinks. I hate it. I hate every it more time, every week. Every, every <laughs> time you hear that opening theme music, like that's an I'm amazing excited. piece of music. It lifts you up and you get quiet again. Can I say why I'm excited? Please. Because oh. we can say on this particular episode of Fire Ups quite a The Tigers are not in ninth position. Well, that's true. Yes. Uh, coming up, oh. we have an interview with former Western Suburbs great Mick Lubinskis, where we get to the bottom of the Lubinskis affair. That just gets my blood moving, the Lubinskis affair. affair. Yeah, that's a movie in the making, and Rugby League of any code needs a movie right now, and a feel-good movie too, yeah, and, and I, a mystery. Yeah, and I think you'll find that it is actually a sequel to Three Days of the Condor. Yes, because Mick sort of vaguely hints that he's a lover, not a fighter. Yes. So that could be in there as well. And Does this go along with the Petrovsky affair, the Petrov affair? Was, was well, that, was it was similar time or a little bit? Big government, power, yes, yes, yes. yes. royalty. Controversy. <laughs> weren't, weren't, the, yeah. weren't the Petrovs Conspiracy. bundled onto an aeroplane at Seaford Oval? Was that right? The, the, well, the question is, did they have the point? We'll get to that no, bit That's later. right, the missing ah, point. Yeah, is yeah. that where it went? And also after uh, a little bit of a COVID scare last week, which prevented us from going out, we have all in. the feedback from producer Pat's magnificent idea about what expression should be retired from rugby league. Pages and pages and pages. Producer Pat, for example, very much in favour of retiring the expression <laughs> Fijian flyer. And we're going to go into that feedback and hear your stories. And the sad thing about, or the great thing about that is, I don't want to take most of these out. No, no. I, I want to, I want to <laughs> keep. This is why you listen to rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> like, the cliches. For example, the number of people who want to retire, not his go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want What's to retire. What's wrong with those people? <laughs> yeah. I've got no idea. Now, can what? I add something to the lexicon right now? Yes. Now, nothing sells, sends the chill up most rugby league players uh, than the term revenge porn scandal. Uh-oh. Which oh, is only just, well, that's just blown up right now. And I'm saying the, the players may hate it, the media love it. We certainly take a little bit of delight. And uh, <laughs> can, we, can we broach that at all? Well, it's in the media on the very day that this podcast has been captured for posterity, Stephen. Yeah. Tony Staggs. Yes. That's a made-up name, surely. Surely. Oh, oh the player? Yes. Not the... Isn't Not the a, porn star. Right. No, what, okay. what, what is it that you take the name of your first pet and your the street that you grew up in? Or the in? month you grew up or something. Yeah, yeah so I'm Tubby Lindhurst. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first name? Pet? Yeah. Your first pet? Yeah, your first pet. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, top, um, street name as well. Yeah. Toppy Boundary? <laughs> your pet was called Toppy. <laughs> Toppy. Auntie Oliveira Currong. <laughs> That's no good. That'll get you nowhere fast. I think we'll go with Tubby Lindhurst, but yeah, Katoni Staggs, you know. Yeah. Look, by all accounts, we don't look at that sort of stuff. 
But we're, we've been <laughs> not, told not by, by sent to us. Those, those that take interest in those things, it's very sensual. There are bubbles, there's foam, uh, there's uh, eyes, eyes, eyes up. Is this in Ibiza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eyes up, loving. The, the, <laughs> it's in the privacy of someone's there, home. There might, there might be a bit of Fergie action Toes, toes stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. gee, haven't Fergie and Andrew had a good time lately? Right, right. Uh, Lava lamps. And, and I mean, I, I look. I haven't seen the content. I wouldn't look at the content yeah. unless it was shown to me. Right. But apparently, even Fox Sports has used the words that the video is sensitive. sensitive. Where's sensitive. the revenge in that? There's a, when they say sensitive, is, is the, the content matter? Is it, is it like is it is it steamy kind of sensitive, or are they saying it's a sensitive issue and I, it's legal and we probably shouldn't look at it? Now I believe the matter is in the hands of the authorities, and there's mm. a, a woman being questioned, and there might be charges being laid. And because this is, of course, a crime. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's and we absolutely don't make light of that. No. Have, having said that, um, maybe the revenge is showing Katoni, you don't quite. Meet the mark. I remember. I remember there was a, a famous uh, scandal around. Well, stand up it. against the wall while I get my my the tape measure. Right. Well, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. Well, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, is it? You haven't got the move. You haven't got the Seinfeld swirl. Ah, the... <laughs> and and I, I do remember there was a famous celebrity video, and and the main question most people were asking when they were looking at the video go, "Is it them?" I'm not really sure that it is them. Whereas one of my friends, who won't be named as Peter Collar, would go. Who's a bit of a connoisseur of these men? He goes, the lighting here is terrible. They're only using one camera. Yeah. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. So maybe the revenge is Katoni. It's just like not not quality. And stuff what's like Burt Reynolds doing in the background? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Boogie Nights in Miami. What a great place to see it. It's a great film, but it certainly wears. I think by the second or third time, I find it. How many times have you watched this? Two. <laughs> no, I'm um, not, I, was happy, three. I was happy at one. Happy at one. <laughs> that was enough. Great soundtrack. That's all I'm telling you now. Uh, well, look, can I also mention while we're talking about videos? Um, TikTok seems to us, every day it rears its ugly head, doesn't it? Oh, it's certainly Is it going to be dumped from America? You know, who's, in, who's involved in what sort of stuff? Uh, we all know that Nathan Cleary, so the number one player in the code at the moment, Cameron Smith has gone way down that ladder, uh, is now in the papers again because of TikTok. And what happened with the new bars? I think was it six rate new bars? Six new bars. Six Penrith uh, new bars. And uh, again, love the image that in Penrith there's just cars full of... New bars. New bars. Roaming, looking for a rugby league player. On the drink, looking for TikToks. <laughs> to dance with, yeah, I know. Yeah, you, your, phone, your video phone just went off because your latest TikTok just came through, Jeez. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's got ramifications on a global scale. I mean, yeah. Trump is looking to shut it down. Yeah. And Nathan Cleary's been docked yeah. six docked. competition Dalian points. So it's the Chinese again. The, not the Chinese, the Communist Party, the Chinese CCP, the CCP. at it again. <laughs> they're undermining everything and they're trying their best at rugby league. And, and that's the only think, way to bring down Nathan Cleary, so be it. With Ivan, his dad's Ivan. There's got to be something Russian, communist there. Russian Surely. Communist, yeah, yeah, Marxist. You think yeah. be in it? it? But it's three points for each game you're suspended because Nathan got two games suspension, right? So he's currently on 11 points trailing West Tigers' Harry Grant. By two points as Did it went into the camera then? Yes, as, it, as it went as it went into lockdown. Right. Okay, so so Nathan slips to five, but yeah. he would have got three points on Saturday for an outstanding performance against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Yeah, so he's still a chance to win yeah. the thing. Yeah. But can you imagine? And would they be able to accommodate the player who actually goes negative? So that you have so many suspensions <laughs> that you're like minus fifteen. Would yeah. that actually show up on the leaderboard? So you, right. That would mean you get a wooden spoon. Is that like the raspberries? The, the, the reverse Dally M yeah, would be like the Dally W or something. I want to go to that party. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, the competition could yeah. be quite hot. So, uh, in right. a sense, though, it was the fact that he was breaking COVID restrictions uh, that docked him the points and a little bit of lying on top. 
TikTok wasn't really to blame, was it? I, it look, Except it went video. So, so I think the issue was more actually the lying. Like there's yeah. obviously there have been big concessions made to the game to keep going as long as they stick to these rules. Hence yeah. the you know, yes. Queensland, which has sort of given up on its vaccine thing. So that, that, he broke those rules. Yeah. Then he lied about it. Yeah. And when he lied about it, he lied about it. So I say, he went I say, to double lie. Well, it was the sin of omission, wasn't it? It he was goes, the sin of omission. They didn't ask me about yeah. the TikTok video, so I didn't see any need to mention it. I say dock him, TikTok him. <laughs> TikTok, you're docked. Absolutely. Uh, well, it is, so that's the thing, because the Dallium is supposed to be about the best. It's, it's not a best and fairest. It's three points. It's only, it's only an on-field thing. Yeah. So this is sort of making it a best and fairest. He's getting penalised. His playing mm. ability is getting penalised with off field. Yes. So you'd think that this should go. He should. What, what was the, like the the biggest grub award? He should be going for that because mm. he's bought the game at a disrepute. Mm. We need a bit of research to find out what the Dallium Awards are supposed to be. What's the, what's its mission statement? Well, yeah, there's a lot of debate about whether Ferris actually. Yeah. Forms Can I also part say why Ferris? Whether Ferris yeah, well, should be part hey, of Ferris? We talk about the brand new Ferris. There's no relation to me playing for Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> Jackson, Isn't that beautiful? Oh, nonsense! Dave it's the youngest brother. There's so many Ferris brothers. So you don't know which we is don't which. Know. And as we've said, the youngest, the, the Irish always well, you know. The youngest always the best. Well, the youngest I mean, of the Tavoyevich brothers, he's the best. The uh, youngest of the Ferris's, right. he's the best. I, I, I always think of you as being a soul and disco aficionado. Yes. Peewee, of course, hard dance. Yes. What about your other brothers? Where do they tend to land? John's pretty hard. Right. But he covers a few other bases as well. And Jackson would be trap, I imagine, would he? <laughs> I think uh, Kid Leroy all the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, 16-year-old phenomenon. Yeah. Now, you know, no, no one's talking about him, except everybody is. Except everybody is, yeah. <laughs> CCP, Chinese Communist Party, mm. one more thing. What's going on with the Huawei Raiders? What do you mean? What do we do? Well, the, what? How come that's been sort of under the radar? It, it Why is that even allowed? And someone actually made a gag about imagine if, it might have been Batuta, imagine yeah. if they allowed multinationals to sponsor, and they called them the Huawei Broncos. No, no, no. If you look at it carefully, you go and Google who did Huawei sponsor. Oh, yeah. They sponsored the Raiders. Where are the Raiders? The capital city. They sponsored the Washington, formerly the. Oh, uh, look the, at that! No, they do. They sponsor <laughs> I know. Like Real Madrid. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, um, That's clever. Every team they sponsor my is in question. a foreign country's capital city, including my, the US and France. That's where the secrets are. That's where the secrets are and where they're trying to lobby the government to use Huawei gear for the 5G. Yeah. Does this, <laughs> does this show... Why. My question is, what if they ban Huawei? I guess you get a new sponsor. Oh, I guess with a new sponsor. Camera the, snow, the Snowy Hydro Raiders. I like it. Like, How about snowy that? Two. Snowy Raiders. Snowy 2. Snowy 2 Raiders. Yeah, that's good. Every article that's written about Canberra these days, because the latest one is that Canberra takes on Penrith Panthers this weekend. Canberra has flown 13,000 kilometres this season and Penrith 2,700. So, wow. again, it's Canberra bias, right? Yep. They're not on free-to-air TV. Against Canberra. Against Canberra, yeah. Against Canberra, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, not, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Ricky Stewart goes, I don't want to whinge, but, and then produces the figures. Yeah. And then... And then, you know, we're not on free-to-air TV, yet we were grand finalists beaten six again. Mm -hmm. But this, doesn't this show your problem that no more venerable There's a satirical so institution than the Batuta Advocate makes a joke about Huawei being on a jersey and they're oblivious to the fact that the Raiders have constantly sponsored <laughs> by them? They've already got one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow, well, there's legs in that story. I'm telling you now. Now, what I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about Gus Gould just yet or Peter Volandis. I want to talk about uh, how did the Melbourne Storm sneak up to second? How did that happen? Well, we weren't looking. They've always been there, haven't they? Have they? Isn't that, isn't that part, of, it's part of the charter? It's part of the, the rules of yeah. rugby league at the Storm. Because I live the, in a 
they're a Queensland team, the and Queensland has a guarantee, a quota. Yeah. There has to be a team in the top eight, so, so they get the Storms. Geez, the it totally makes sense that they're in the Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast Storms. Yeah. They can still call themselves Melbourne Storm in name, you know. Mm. No, no Melbourne players, no Victorian players. Don't Never exist, has been. Right? Never has been. Yep. Uh, they're now sitting pretty with Chris. How many members in their bubble? Community? 115, Stephen. Most right. teams have 50-55. That's why right. when I went out to the old girl on Friday night to see the West Tigers collapse against yes. the um, Vodafone Warriors, to give them their correct name, someone said to me, where are the cheerleaders? Yeah. I said, mate, they're not in the bubble. Yeah. Well, somehow they found 115 that can squeeze into the Melbourne bubble up yeah, on the yeah. Sunshine Coast. It's like Jim Carrey in that movie. <laughs> they're all playing their part. But the thing is, it's a beautiful space. Palm trees. Yeah, they got waitresses coming out with cocktails as you lie on the pool. The kitties are looked after. The wives are happy. Is it, got... one of the, is it one of Clive Palmer's resorts? Is there dinosaurs in a Titanic? I is think it's Christopher the... Skase, actually. It's Skase yeah, with it's the one palm of his trees. Yeah. Sunshine Coast, something like that. Is he still there? <laughs> Skase, he could be. What you could divine, though, is we watched, and I thought it was a fantastic fixture, the Storms and the Newcastle Knights, and that Ryan Pappenhausen, ex-Tigers, try quite a picture. That's a beauty. Uh, but yeah. the non-socially distanced crowd, you know, up on the hill at Sunshine Coast Stadium, 115 in the bubble. Lo and behold, it turns out the rules don't apply to Melbourne. The rules don't apply to Cameron. You're shocking me. Now, there's a ray of sunshine, isn't there? Cameron Smith finally got injured. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly got injured. He's getting his new parts now, right? He's getting his new bits. List management, are you saying, Dennis? Uh, Needing a break. You know, Harry Grant's not there yet, so they're just going to... Was it not suspicious that... Scores the try, gets up, celebrates without any difficulty, and then, oh, shoulder, shoulder. you know, a couple yep. of weeks off, preserving the body. Yeah. You know he's the 2,320-day man because he hasn't missed a game for the last 2,320 days. You know, is that the truth? That's the truth. There's no, that does, that's not right. <laughs> it's no, not right. That's not human. That's not that's human. Not possible well, we knew that. Precisely it's not human. We knew it, he's not human. Either that or his greatest skill is avoiding being touched. The thing that I loved about it was hearing all the commentators go, that they got the word from the sideline, it's his AC. And they've gone, oh, he's done his knees. Like, no, the AC <laughs> joint, not the ACL, not the... Yeah. Is that a rotator cuff, Dennis? No, the AC... It's, well, or is it adjacent to no, the rotator cuff? It's the acromioclavicular joint. If you look at your, <laughs> your, if you look at your clavicle, your clavicle <laughs> joins the um, acromial process on your shoulder blade. Yes, I have. I've yeah. done an AC. <laughs> I've done an AC. Now, talking of knees, one person who's got no problems with the knees is Ralph Alau. Well, well, he actually does. No. Doesn't like to get down on them. No, that's right. Avoid the knee at all costs. That, unless, unless he's in his father's <laughs> church. And in the, the world in the was Hills not district. shocked. Uh, are we coming no. back to the Melbourne resort at all? We are, of course. Good. Yes, yes. Can I be controversial in this? Phil Lutton wrote an article in the Herald Indulgence. this morning. Yeah. Did he? That's yeah. not controversial that's at all. That's not controversial. That's what he does. But he said, <laughs> who knows what Israel's reasons for not taking the knee were? And let's face it, who would know? But he said he can't be criticised for that. Like, uh, he can't be? In the NBA, which he's is... the only one standing... I think he spelled it wrong. I think the, the, the real thing is, who cares what Israel Folau does? Why is this in the paper? I, I, I don't care. Please well, he's playing the Super League, Dennis. You've got to report the care. facts. But I don't want to see... You can't have your Huawei vision of the world where just the Chinese are... <laughs> no. This is the world it's not just, as we see it. We have to see the world as it is. If a player I cared about or listened to or did something, if Nathan Cleary goes and does a TikTok, I care. Yeah. He's bringing the game to district... If, 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 he, if Israel Folau does something, I don't care. Okay, yeah, I, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with him. Because if he was in China, do his testicles would be wired up to some sort of battery right now. Yeah, right? Want or he'd be dead. <laughs> right. One of the two. Well, or he'd be wearing a Huawei jumper. Well, they go, no, congratulations on your stance. But uh, the NBA, which is resumed in the uh, – the WNBA is resumed in a university precinct and the NBA is on the Disney World bubble. 
And You've lost me completely, Chris. Right, the basketball resumed yeah. this last Men's weekend. and women's, right? Yeah. yeah. And of course, they've uh, taken uh, a stand on two issues: racial justice and police brutality. Yeah. And most of the players before the games taking the knee, Black Lives mm. Matter. Yeah. They have various slogans on their shirt. I love Joe Ingalls from the Utah Jazz, Australian player. Is that a- Caucasian. Utah put, Jazz. Yeah. That's more obscure than the storm. It's a great story. Can you, they <laughs> can were originally we, the New Orleans. Dragon at St. George Disco. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's it, well, <laughs> the blue light disco. Oh, the disco. Oh, blue there, light yeah. disco. Don't, don't get me started. I'll, I'll start Disco tell- shoe turns up every week. Yeah. He's the mascot. I'll tell you why the Los Angeles are called the Los Angeles Lakers. And really, boy, yeah. um, but he has ally on the back now. Greg Popovich, no greater a spokesperson on these matters than Becky Hammond, uh, assistant coach at the San Antonio Spurs, where Pop coaches. Both didn't take the knee, but have been strong advocates for the issues. Uh, and it is a matter of personal choice. And for once, yeah. for once, leave Israel alone. Why? I, I, I still think <laughs> it's a more a matter of... I, like I said, I don't care. And I'm only saying for once, because yeah, all yeah. the other stuff, can I use the word so popular and professional recently, heinous, yeah. but you can't draw an inference from someone not taking the knee in this current environment. Yeah. Well, I, I think you, you just can't... It, Surprise, surprise, Israel Folau did something rat-baggy. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Why, how is that news? Of exactly. course he did. He woke up this morning and he had some cereal or something rat-baggy. Everything he yes. does is rat-baggy. Yes, I'm yes. sick of it. I don't want to hear about it. I love it when we get serious. Rat-bag flavoured cereal, isn't it? He's a rat-bag. He's just a rat-bag. Remember that show, Rat-bags? And he's a... Rat-fing, I remember. No, Rat-bags. It was no, on, I don't. It was, with, um, uh, it was on uh, the ABC with the guy who did Australia standing in it. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great title, isn't it? What was it? Rod Quantock. Okay, Rod yeah. Quantock. Oh, yeah, great yeah. show. Red yep. bags. Love it. Check yeah. it out. I think that's where Tim and Debbie first. Who is the, who Debbie, is the, yes, the, um, the central, uh, what do you call it? Not central west. The inner Commentary west, position. The inner west councillor who uh, had the lavish wedding, the big cars. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Right. Mahaja? Salim Mahaja. Salim I want to see a reality show of Salim Mahaja and Israel Folau. The two of them yeah. belong together. I and who's that, who's that guy on The Bachelor with the moustache and the tattoos? Kieran. Oh. Kieran. Kieran. And him too. Or well, yeah. Blake <laughs> from The Bachelor as well. <laughs> just, just, just call the odd triple. I tell you what, while we're talking well, sport, yes. does anybody watch uh, uh, the Ninja, Ninja Turtle climb up the mountain? <laughs> 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 no, but I know former rooster Aloni Vunakesi has been part of the action. Dropped out of it, I think. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, yeah. Most, You might have seen, who was it? It wasn't Paul Gallons. One of the big strong blokes collapsed on the first effort. I, I really love it because, generally speaking, skinny rangers, gymnasts, uh, you know, hairy man man bun types. Skinny ranger gymnast sprinters? You know, what I'm saying is it's your, diverse. Your brothers. Your it's brothers. Diverse. Your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait, can I, we go I, back I to the storm bubble? Yeah, yeah storm bubble. Can I ask, they've got, according to these statistics that Chris Gale has produced, 115 <laughs> in the bubble, 28 wives and partners, 35 kids, 15 under the age of two. Now, how and why did they let the cowbell... Out of the state. Why is the cowbell on the Sunshine Coast? Couldn't they have left that out of the yeah. bubble? Why is it in the bubble? Why I mean, is it up there? It was funny <laughs> with Christopher Walken. That's about as far as it goes, right? And it's done. <laughs> done. It's no been one done. finds it interesting Walken in music or in, invigorating. It's just damn annoying, isn't it's it? It's done. It's probably as, as irritating as that goddamn howling cat. <laughs> <laughs> the oven bell. I just, I, I'm, I'm getting in trouble. I'm going out to live games now, as I did on the weekend, because I also went and saw the Roosters at the Excuse Titans me, at, the old, at, the, <laughs> at the old girl. Uh, yeah, I was up on the Sunshine Coast as well, so look out. And every time it goes, I just go oven bell, oven bell. Yep, it's just, it's just like reflexive. Oven By the way, the Christopher Walken Saturday Night Live sketch, I'm a big Blue Oyster Cult fan. 
doesn't surprise me at all, Chris. Uh, and I was lucky enough to see them at Max Watts, as it's now known, a few years ago. Yeah. Yes, you got Don't Fear the Reaper, but you also got Godzilla, great track. And yeah. um, uh, they've got a um, terrific album called Cultosaurus Erectus. Get onto that. Get onto which, that stuff. Which, funnily enough, that's good stuff. Was that's the revenge subtitle, porn scandal stuff. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask what was the music in the background. That's right. <laughs> Can you but, say that again? <laughs> Cultosaurus Erectus. Cultosaurus Erectus. But, but this this resort, set in tropical gardens surrounding a central private lagoon with its own sandy beaches, Whoa. with, with complimentary water sports. Again, hello, Katani. This Stag. is reality <laughs> TV, the best, isn't it? It, it is set up. Is and, Bo Derek up there? Yeah. yeah. Bo, Bo is still very active in social causes, which is a great story. I think it, it just was and ca- catching up on Bo. I, I think this is this is a great narrative because let's face it, you've got the the sort of polar opposites that are. Farmer Wants a Wife and Bachelor in Paradise, and neither of them completely satisfy. If we can bring the Storms together and their families in yeah. this bubble and just watch the evolution of all the lives and loves and the phasing out of the concept of Melbourne, because let's face it, that's where we're going. We're nearly there. I know. Yeah. Uh, look, Cameron, he has foresight. You could say he's got a crystal ball. You could say he's got some sort of divine or anti divine sort of. Skills, do I say? Yeah, sure. he, he he could see what was happening in the state of Victoria oh, yeah. and Melbourne Prescient. a long time ago. Do you, think, do you think you could see it, or do you think he caused it? Or did he coerce it? Do you think it's he created it? It's the hand of Cameron Smith all over Victoria. No offence, Victorians. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. You and your families, we love you, and we, we're all in this together. Just come and enjoy some rugby league, you know? <laughs> on the TV. On the TV. Socially distant. Over here, over here. And don't <laughs> jump on the hill at Sunshine Coast Stadium and all bunch yeah. up. Now, is this is this the year, the rise, talking about rise of demonic force, is this the rise of Gus Gould as a superpower himself on his own? Are we, are we witnessing that right now, that he's been has playing he, all the cards and moving all the parts? Has he always been? Like he's yeah, a, but he's I think a, it's he's coming into actualisation now. He's a mystery. So this is the year he becomes. So 2020, yeah. we've Supreme had Supreme Leader, bushfires, we've yeah. had floods, yeah. we've had Corona, and, and now, now we've got Gaskell. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone thought it was it was all the Overlord. Everyone thought it was yes. Peter Volandis. He's, he's, he's the puppet. But there's a bit of Wizard of Oz about this, isn't there? There certainly is. Yeah. yeah, and the, and the mantle is slipping. And this was really when he said. Uh, I think it's in the interest of the game to bring Gus Gould to do projects. I mean, projects. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, everyone's immediately gone to, is it not a conflict of interest? And, of course, people then point out there are a lot of commentators who are doing yeah. other things. Yeah. And Gus has described the concept of him having a conflict of interest as laughable. That was last Monday. Yeah. Uh, I'm still Monday laughing. Be- but Monday before last. Last Friday... Yeah. He formally applied with his son Jack to be yeah. a player agent. Yeah. The name of the organisation? Siru? <laughs> Limitless Management. Limitless, oh, yes. Boy. The future and, is ours. And, and one would argue that now every role mm. has been played by Gus Gould and he will still regard, endorsed yeah. by the Overlord, the idea that this is a conflict of interest as laughable. Yeah, yep. he's an interesting-looking character. For those who don't listen to Rugby League or watch it at all, he's an interesting-looking dude. And you remember from The Wizard of Oz when they finally discovered that the, he was a little man pulling levers with a fake voice, wasn't he? Yeah. To enhance his uh, yeah. general sort of awesomeness. Yeah. I, I, I will be surprised if we're here in a year time. Fact. Yes. But if we are... <laughs> Discussing Peter oh, Valandis. Be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Discussing Peter Valandis. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. We will be discussing be... the cabal. I thought it was Valandis, Sonny Bill Williams, and Pilatus. Yeah. Take out Valandis, insert yeah. Gould, yeah. job yeah. done. And Valandis knows that every horse has its time. You know, Winks only runs for a certain number of years. He knows that if he does the right thing by his mates, 
sets him up in place out the door as quick as he can. So that's the thing. It's, it's bread and circuses. Bread and so circus. he's got the circus. The horse is going around the hippodrome. That's, that's, that's where Volandis comes from. Whereas Gus Gould was very strongly identified by Andrew Voss. He's a pantomime clown. He loves the theatre. Yeah. He, he loves the oh, theatre yeah. of rugby league. So the bread and circuses we get next year, they'll no, comic. Comedy. There'll be comic Comedy. relief. He loves to love comedy. He loves pantomime. That's Gus Gould. And, yeah. and that's what we're going to get. Yeah. And, he'll, and, he'll, and that's rugby league. And yeah. he'll parachute Volandis into the job that Peter covets, which will be an ambassador at the Melbourne Storm Sunshine Coast Resort, greeting the people as they arrive, <laughs> right. sipping a Mai Tai, yeah. and yeah. watching the races on TV. Right. Uh, those in the bubble might just get the shit so and try to break out. What will happen to them? Might be pretty. <laughs> Might be pretty, <laughs> even in Queensland. <laughs> They'll be sent to a small island. They'll have a giant ball tied to them that'll bounce around after them. Right. Now, Chris, you're predicting... I haven't watched the Panthers for a couple of weeks, but you're saying they're red hot. Nathan Cleary's a story, Stephen, and uh, he's uh, pulling the strings Gus Gould style. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's unconventional. There's little banana kicks to himself. There's uh, Harbour Bridge passes to the new underpant, wow. Charlie Staines. Uh, Charlie Staines, we talked off air that the, where's he from? Forbes, Forbes I think. The Forbes and, flyer. And, the, and the, you know, in all their sort of generosity, they said if he scores a try, we'll shout the bar. And of course, the bar was pretty big last weekend. Mm. Uh, how many did he score? Four. Four. So I, they said, geez, I hope and he then, doesn't do that again because they kept the promise up every time, every week. Well, the word is the barman, that the manager of the hotel has called. De- uh, called Ivan and gone, can you just take him pull, off? Pull like he's scoring just, a try yeah. literally every yeah. 17 minutes. Yeah. Can yeah. you just take him so off? So it's six tries in 84 minutes of football. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ken Irvine, the greatest try scorer in all time? Actually, yeah. it's 104 because he played the full game in the first week and then there's 24 minutes. Oh, right. Got taken oh, right. I thought, yeah. I thought they, were, they were describing on the weekend that he maybe didn't play the full game the first game. So six tries in 104 minutes. Ken Irvine scored tries at the rate of... Uh, just over one a game, so about 84. And minutes. as Matt Russell, the commentator, pointed out to Blocker Roach in the call, you had 11 in your career, Blocker. 11 in his whole career. Yeah. Well, he's not a score. He's not a try Wouldn't you love to yeah. see Blocker's face as Matt Russell said that to him? Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, that, probably somebody in Ivan's mob, you know, one of the sponsors, is then funding the bar for their back loss, correct? Keep everybody happy. Mm. Yeah. Or from, from the Russian mafia out <laughs> in Penrith. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a world where Penrith wins the title, I don't yeah. want to live in that world. Um, do Uggs support the Panthers? They should. <laughs> You'd think. You'd think. No, the, t- you need tights as well. Because now that Uggs. Penrith have moved up the, yes, you know, the, the social status ladder, so have Ugg. Mm. Oak, International. Ugg makes yeah. sense. Oak, Ugg makes sense. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to talk about, Chris? I think we're going to come back yep. and try and get to the bottom yes. of the sequel to Three Days of the Condor, the movie oh, known as oh. The Lubinskis Affair. Yeah. And then fan feedback later on in quite yeah, Australia. Have the We've got it. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Ball back on the inside. There's the flashing light. It's blinking away like a blue light disco. Yeah. G'day, everybody. Uh, Dennis Carnahan. Hello. Chris- Gail. Hello, Stephen. Hello, myself, Stephen First. This is Fire Up the Quiet Australian. And we're joined today by, uh, it's a very special sort of uh, irregular sort of segment right now and one that I'm looking forward to immensely. Uh, we're welcoming Mick Lubinskis with us right now. Uh, good afternoon, Mick. How are you going? Uh, pretty good, boys. Thanks for having me. Okay. A little bit of background. Chris, would you like to take it away? We were talking on a recent episode of Fire Up's Quiet Australia about uh, matters pertaining to rugby league, which is unusual for us. <laughs> And for some reason, it came to my mind that there was a game in the 1970s involving the Western Suburbs Magpie, whose colours I'm proudly representing today, and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. And there was an issue with a player who had played reserve grade, maybe, and then came on to first grade, uh, scored a try, and it went from there. I'm referring, of course, to the Lubinskis affair. 
Mick, there are so many stories here, and we just said we had to cut to the chase. I had people like Greg Cross and Rick Yabsley coming at me from all angles. We went to the source. What happened back in 1975 at Belmore Oval? Well, boys, um, this was a uh, planned event. I, I, I had a coach back then, a bloke called Don Parrish, uh, my first grade coach. Uh, Don had a plan um, to use me as a, a strike player or a strike weapon in the uh, second half of the Canberra game. So he made me play reserve grade uh, that day. And I did come off the reserve grade uh, about 10 minutes to go. So the idea was for me to go have a shower, uh, have a bit of a rub down, put a fresh set of gear on and, and sit on the bench uh, for the call which came from Don. And during that week, we, we had a planned move. Um, and the planned move was obviously a, a runaround type situation with, with dummy players going through and me going through one way and a couple of others going the other way. And um, the player who gave me the ball was a player called Chrissy Wellman. Who oh, yeah. Now, it worked to a T because all I remember is going through this hole. Uh, I had about a, I think it was about a 90-metre run, but it was about a 25-metre <laughs> run to the line. Um, and I know the fullback coming across was a, uh, a bloke called Gary Dowling, a yep. great player, Gary. Um, and he grabbed me just before the line, but I, I'd managed to dive over and score the try. Uh, and that consequently drew the game seven all. Three-pointer, of course, in those days. Three-pointer, yep. Um, now, the, the game ended up in seven all draw, and, and uh, I remember after the game, in the old days at Billmore, the doggies had a um, had these hot bars. So you can go in there and have a bath. And I come back in the dressing room, and there was all this hullabaloo and bullfrog more. And there was a lot of this <laughs> argument going on. And someone said, well, he's illegal. And I'm going, well, hang on. I'm just following orders. You know, what do you do when you, <laughs> play? you do what the coach tells you to do? So yep. run through that hole, score the try. That's what I did. So, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, the, the league didn't see it that way. And I, I was supposed to complete a game in reserve grade, which I did. Mm. I just come off ten minutes to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I played reserve grade. So, but that point has always been missing. We, and we missed the, the semis that year because of that particular point missing. So, so Mick, were, no lawyers were, were involved in this? Not that I know of. I <laughs> think it was a, uh, a Phillip Street thing. And uh, yes. as you know, the Magpies have always had issues with Phillip Street. Yeah. That's where the New South Wales Rugby League was. Is that interesting yeah. that Sydney University Law School was in the same street and you still couldn't sort this out? Does, does, the, does the statute of limitations apply here? Is it too late <laughs> to go back? Because as I understand it, that meant that Western Suburbs ended up in a three-way tie for fifth position with Parramatta and Balmain and ultimately went on to miss the playoffs. Is that right? Correct. That's right. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we missed out that year because of that missing point. And, uh, and, and it's still missing. And, and uh, there was a famous columnist called Mike Gibson. Yep. Um, and he wrote, he wrote a great column the next day about the missing point. And uh, apparently Mike found out that it was, it was actually um, uh, taken by some rugby union people and, and held <laughs> in uh, captivity. So, Mick, you and you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Carry on, sorry. Mike's, Mike, Mike's column outlined uh, these. Uh, he said that the person who rang in was a person in a tweed coat with with patches on his sleeve. <laughs> so he must have been a rara. But <laughs> we, we, we have a great distaste for rugby union on this show, Mick, and that's just reinforced it. Um, and Rick Yabsley tells me that you meet around the time of the game every year and look for that missing point. Is that correct? For lunch? 
Well, well, we try to. We have a lunch, and, and Rick's been gracious with his partner Shannon Cavanagh to uh, to put on this lunch, and we have this lunch at various venues throughout Sydney. We actually had one in Cootamundra one year when I see Les Boyd, but um, puts on a great lunch. Um, some great stories. Uh, both those guys are, are Western Suburbs fanatics and and great supporters of the club, and um, we have a great lunch and. Usually by the end of the day, you can't remember anything because we've had too many reds and, and we just toddle off to our own place. But uh, every year, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's some special invites. Um, we've had some luminaries there and uh, had some great lunches. For sure. But there, there must be some bad blood, Mick. There's got to be somebody you hate that you're targeting all that venom, all that vitriol towards ever since that day. No, mate. No, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> Come on. You, you must be taking right. some, some delight in the, the, the family club as the dysfunctional family club right now at the foot of the table, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Well, Surely. Yeah, they're not travelling too well. But look, we got them in a couple of weeks too, so yeah, they didn't go too bad last week. No, but look, the, the thing is that, um, you know, that's that's the way it is. And unfortunately, we, I'm, I'm just happy to have this uh, infamy in regards to this <laughs> yeah. point, which I can have a lunch every year and, and get – on the programs like yours. Yes. And now the, it's very exciting for me, Mick, because this is a story that I often tell and I might have it slightly clouded. And I wonder if it was in relation to this game, but of course, Channel 7 used to cover the Sunday match of the day. And you, I remember you coming on and uh, Rex Mossop saying to his sideline, I, Barry Ross, I believe Mick Lubinskis is on. Barry, I understand he's of Italian extraction. And he replied, no, Rex, he's from Wollongong. Now, have, <laughs> have, you, have you heard that story? Uh, no, I'll have to. I, I can take it up with Barry Ross. Yeah. Rex is not around. No, and, and my my uh, my heritage is Lithuanian. That's what I figured. Uh, and Mick, that that explains the lover, not a fighter, right? Uh, the no, Lithuanians, we were, great lovers. Uh, we, we were bad bastards, the Lithuanians. <laughs> we we actually ruled Europe in the 15th century. So, um, <laughs> so we were uh, we were uh, we were the middle of uh, Europe. So we were bad bastards. So all, all that therapy Italian. certainly worked. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon. Yes, they won eleven straight in the in the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, if you're speaking to Barry, uh, Mick, one of my other favourite comments of Barry, I think, was the eighty-one grand final when Newtown took on Parramatta, and they let off smoke bombs. And uh, Barry was caught in the middle of a blue and gold smoke bomb on the sideline at the SCG. Yeah. And uh, Rex goes, "You having a bit of trouble there?" Barry goes, "Yes, Rex. Lucky it's not Agent Orange." <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, now you played in what I like to refer to as the blood and thunder period of the mighty West Magpies at places like Lidcombe Oval. Did you have a run at Pratt and Park at any stage? Mate, I, I did. I actually played quite a few games at Pratt and Park. My first game was uh, in the Jersey Flag Grand Final where Western Southern Magpies played South Sydney, uh, which was another another uh, critical game, oh. which was, um, and we believe we was robbed again. Yeah. <laughs> um, scored, scored one try uh, and kicked a goal. Lost 6-5 between, uh, they, they kicked three goals. Had three tries disallowed. Um, the crowd was ropeable. The referee just barely escaped off the ground. Can we name names? Uh, but, we were <laughs> but, but Pratton was a, was a great great place to play at, but uh, Lidcombe Oval was the cordon there. Um, Roy, as we know, um, made that our uh, our home ground, and and we wouldn't be defeated at Lidcombe Oval. 
I imagine when you get together, what we used to get together with the dearly departed Arthur Summons, you'd be able to talk about where was Rob's stories across the history of Western suburbs. Um, well, I, I think I think uh, now that Arthur's gone, and, and unfortunately Noel passed away a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Noel, Noel was adamant, adamant in the '63, and he always said it that that bastard, that referee. Mm. Stole the game from us. Was it Cole Page? No, Darcy Lawler. And, Darcy Lawler, and, and right. a friend of mine Darcy has named his, his a friend of mine has named his son Darcy, and I don't talk to him anymore. And Stephen is a St George <laughs> fan. He won't <laughs> no. uh, uh, brook any discussion of this. Now you played with some of the greats like Tommy Radonikus and Dallas Donnelly, but I believe your favourite player from the era was John Snoozer Elford. Can you tell us a bit about <laughs> Snoozer? <laughs> Johnny Elford, Snoozer. Now Snoozer got his nickname through Noel Kelly because. Uh, Noel used to pick him up on the way to training and he was a truck driver, uh, Snooze, and he used to have a snooze in the truck yeah. uh, and then go to training. So that's where he got his nickname. But, yeah, John, when I came to grade, I um, I was a fresh-faced 17-year-old and I played with John Elford, who had a reputation, uh, him and Jimmy Cody. But uh, Snooze was just a great bloke and, and tough as they come. I mean... When you got him in your side, you know, you feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof and it was just the same because he would do things and take people on without hesitation. That, that's how that's how tough he was. Mick, a couple of questions. Did you ever cross paths with Bumper Farrell? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, Any stories did, to tell? Um, no. No. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm lucky because uh, I ran into him at the Sands Hotel at Narrabeen yes. one day because he's, he's I always to knock him out. I used to go surfing at Narrabeen and and knock around with a few blokes here and Bumper was there one day. But um, now I, I know he had a reputation, but it, yeah. maybe he was a nice bloke. Yes. As far as I know. Yes. Obviously a reputation. You've read the book? Not yet. No, you should. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got, I've got a question. I'm a Dragon supporter, of course, well, not because of my dad, but because of my father. And I think rugby league and fathers, there's a lot of things that pass through from one generation to another. Uh, my dad used to take me to the cricket ground, didn't wear his colours. He was a Magpie supporter. Um, Originally in Newtown because his father was, but then switched to Western Suburbs when they moved to Concord West. I didn't know that, so I just saw the Dragons coming out and winning, and as a gullible kid or an impressionable kid, I went, right, the Dragons or the Saints, as I knew them, they're my team. How did you get involved with rugby league? What was the beginning? Um, I actually played Australian Rules first up. Wow. uh, Through through my best mate, and his father played for the Swans, and he started a little junior team up, uh, which lasted one season, uh, Southern Districts, and then... um, Ended up playing with Liverpool City uh, because I played at school. In those days, I had the weight weight for age. Yes. And uh, I played uh, 16 sevens and um, ended up playing with Liverpool City, where how I got involved in rugby league and uh, played with blokes like Jeff Gerrard and, and Glenn West and mm-hmm. Stoles and I and those sort of guys in those eras. But um, it wasn't until I came to Concord, I came to live in Concord, that um, I got ingrained in the Western Suburbs Magpies because... Uh, Concord United was a pretty famous club in this area and, yeah. and a lot of players went on to play with, with West. So right. we'd, we'd play juniors and jump in the back of a, a ute and go shooting out the Lidcombe Oval on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and watch the game. That was that, the game. Our, our coach took us out there. Well, that's a different route. So it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, a natural progression, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, live in Concord? I've been here for 45 years. Okay, because wow. my grandmother used to say that uh, that every time, uh, for a period of time, that uh, Don Bradman used to walk past the house and she'd say, good on you, Don, do well. We always thought she made it up. And then we looked in the books and he lived on Concord Road, uh, two doors up. There you go. Yeah, there. no, we're going to 
we've got a few uh, famous people in Concord. Andrew Bogart lives here now, uh, uh, but we've got a few gangsters moving in here. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> you can sort them out. <laughs> Now, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if we jump forward to the present day, Mick, you're a director of West Ashfield Lease Club and on the board of the West Tigers, uh, which is now effectively 90% owned by West, as I understand it, hence me as a Balmain uh, supporter wearing your colours because I, I recognise our masters. Um, <laughs> how is the joint venture travelling? And, um, you know, as I said, the word ninth is the most disliked word in the English language as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> give, give us some hope. All the Tigers fans out of there for about where we're going. Look, I, I think with a bloke like Michael Maguire on board, we're, we're heading in the right direction. It's it's unfortunate that you know he's he's had the legacy of uh, Ivan Cleary, Oscar, <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose. And, um, legacy, um, heinous. I, I've just seen I've just seen the team for the weekend, and I think Madge is is doing some experiments. Yep. Um, getting trying to get the right mix of players, but. Um, as we saw, he wasn't too happy about last week. I don't think anyone was too happy about last week, especially the players, the way they performed. But um, it's a tough gig for Madge. Uh, I, I'm, I'm confident that we're on the right path. Um, the the merger is going very well, the joint venture. Uh, we're all in it together. We just want to make sure that we're successful. We're running 10th at the moment, so not 9th. Yeah, it, it um, feels better. You know, we've, got a few, we've got a few games to go, and I think, I think we'll surprise a few people leading up into the... Um, the semi-finals, which will be late November now. Mm. So let's wait and see, eh? Hey? Well, mm. well, I think a tough draw means that they can, uh, you know, take off all the, the the things that are restraining them and play with joy because that's what West Tigers football is all about for me. Look, Mick, I think it's been an absolute <laughs> thrill to have you on today. I mean, I encourage people to get on Google and have a look at some of the action photos of Mick. You kind of epitomised the 1970s. I mean, you had the the mane flowing, the moustache. I mean, <laughs> it, it was hard to tell whether it, whether it was it was it was someone at you know at, at the Altamont Rock Festival or actually playing rugby league. But uh, I was a huge fan of you yours, uh, and I I have to say, growing up, and um, and I as a result of today solemnly undertake to a special application of the High Court. Yes, that missing see, point. See if we can get that point back <laughs> and finally resolve oh, the Lubitskis affair in the way it should have been. If you guys can find that and resolve that through, uh, through any legal matters, I'd be extremely grateful. And then um, what we might do is invite you guys to lunch. To lunch. We'd love to do that. We've got a bit of work to do. Mick Lubitskis, <laughs> thank you so much for being on Fire Up's Quiet Australia. Thank you, Mick. Uh, pleasure. That's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank see you, you later. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Bye. Keeps it going. Ferris. Oh, yes. On the last then. On the last. It goes back to Gale. Gale puts up the kick. Has Gale managed to win it? Incredible. Now Kennedy to Ferris to step the sprint, the try. Great stuff from the Sharks. And well done, young Ferris. Grabs a try. I like that, young Ferris. When's the last time you heard it? I'm like a vampire. I was going to say, when's the last time you heard the word young and ferris uh, in the same week, sentence? Every week, when I step into my uh, little domain with the bubbles and the and the and the, and the fake fur bedspread, you know, and, the, <laughs> and the, what, what was that band you said? Not Metallica. Which one? Erectus. Oh, oh, but Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult in the background. I, 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 I was going to say, they Stephen, all say young ferris. It's good to hear you're still doing a bit of role play. <laughs> These days, that's great. It keeps you young. Yes, Ferris. indeed. Uh, listen, uh, gee, the Mick Mick, Mick affair is a, is a mystery. 
Well, I, I'm going to look for that point myself. I'm pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, I, I know some lawyers, none of them good. No. But they might be able to introduce me to the one who is. And uh, look, yeah. I think the high, Rectify that thing. the high court's had a bit of yeah. a tough run lately with yeah, the Dyson yeah, yeah. Hayden incident or yeah. whatever. I think this could bring them back it, into the public eye. And it could be something for kiddies' parties. You know how they always have the treasure hunt? That's Let's right. go for that point hunt, kids. <laughs> <laughs> because let's face it, there's nothing more important than getting the two points. Even when Parramatta scraped over the line against Canberra on the weekend and Brett Arthur said it was like a morgue in the Could dressing I say, room. I don't mind an ugly win. Yeah, that's right. I think with, with the Lubinskis affair, you could probably put a documentary together and put it in the cinema, which you get a lot of people yeah. in there that yeah. says, yeah. what, what yeah. is the point of rugby league? Uh, Where is the point of yeah. rugby league? Yeah. Where is the point? Where is this the point? is it. Where is the point of Russell rugby league? Crow could be in there. Oh boy! He doesn't look like Mick, but oh, it doesn't matter. He'd, doesn't he'd, matter. He'd, he'd become. He becomes. He'd become Mick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd get the moustache. What it's, was what was the um, the movie with uh, John Travolta that was ba- uh, uh, Battleship Earth, based Battleship on the Earth. L. Ron Hubbard movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Which was the book that he'd written, <laughs> and him and Forrest Whitaker as these two Cylons, as this weird buddy movie. And it was absolutely dreadful. Yes, right. There was no way that anyone could have been interested in Scientology as a result of seeing the movie, right? No, no. But and Tra- was that the point, Chris? Well, think? well, yeah. Travolta blew ten million on the movie. Yeah, yeah. Right, but here's the tagline for, for, for oh. Battleship Earth. Battleship Earth, it is the year 3000. Wow. Mick Lubanskis, where is the point? That's right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's much better. Much better. We're already on it's the way. It's a winner, yeah. <laughs> now, um, tell me, uh, Dennis, uh, yes. producer Pat, because that's where all the ideas come from now. We're just a dried up sponge now, aren't we? <laughs> Can I, it's a great idea. Expressions in rugby lead to retire, generally speaking, from the media. Uh, but let's face it, people on the hill, your mates, you know. Us. There's always one funny guy in the area. And ugly a whole, win. Whole bu- yeah, ugly win. A whole bunch of that aren't that funny. Uh, personally, um, their value is, do they get a, a rise out of the audience one way or the other? Are they loved or hated? And I suppose we're trying to say, should they be put to retirement? Well, some the, of the-, the questions that I'd have, there's, there's two big ones. Yep. Been doing it all day. Ah, ref. And get them on side. Get them on side. Now, as, as, and it, how many times is that not funny? Uh, it's always funny. <laughs> but the one, the one that kills, because you, you hear these, when, when there's been limited crowds, when there's a big crowd yeah. in the effects microphones as you're being a technician for league, as we all do. You hear them. You, you hear it. You want to hear the roar. You don't want to hear some individual clown yelling something stupid. Get him on side. Mm. You always do. Yeah. But the worst, I don't think those should be retired. Except the woman behind Andrew Johns. No. They the, call him bucket ass. No, there's a woman. No. There's a woman at Brookvale <laughs> Oval who sits in the family zone just behind where oh, no. the radio is. Yeah. And... Hang on. Come on, Millie! So I, think that, I think she was sampled for the oven belt. That's, that's her voice, screeching. That. Well, it's like the woman in the office, isn't Retire it? Retire that. Can you, can you say something else? She has nothing else to She needs to retire. That phrase needs to retire. Isn't it interesting, though, that they've been doing it all day and get them on side? They should be retired. Right. But they're from fans. Have you ever heard a rugby league commentator Never. utter those expressions? They're sort of divine. Because I'll say... They're offside, yeah. right? Rather than surely that's day. offside, yeah. And then um, uh, now, repeated infringement would probably be the way they say that you know, they've been doing it all day. Yeah, they never say that. So no. we've got some beauties here. Do you want to run through a few? Chris, would you like to have a crack I'll, first? I'll on have a crack. Um, mm. We were amazed by the response. Oh Stephen. yeah, we got a lot. Like, here. I would have been happy with two, and yeah. we got over a hundred responses. <laughs> and we can't give them all due credit. If no. anyone wants to email me, uh, I can uh, give you the spreadsheet. So that's what, four per listener? <laughs> <laughs> the Rugby League Gazelle came up with either team or player just wanted it more. And and to me, that gets me going straight away. It's like, 
oh, they turned up to play today. Like, everybody turns up yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. Why does one team want it more than the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not possible. Yeah. Are you saying that the two teams arrive on game day yeah. and you can somehow objectively measure and say, oh, yes, well, they definitely yeah, turned everyone wanted it more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can Is that because they, they park closer to the stadium or something? There's, there's actually a measure of it. Yeah. It's called the scoreboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know this is close to your heart, Stephen. Albie Tallarico and Paul Nishaw, a game of two halves. Yes, love that one. Get yeah. rid of it? Yeah. Well, no, I think it's, it's got, worth keeping. But what happens when it, cause it happened on the weekend? Uh, it was a Dragons game, I'm afraid. Yeah. Happened a few times in Dragons game. We get a half. They need of, to be the next one to score. You get a half of two halves. Yeah, half. Yeah, they yeah, come yeah, out yeah. and score three tries, yeah. and the Tigers did the same thing. And then, then the other team scores yeah. three tries, so it's a half of two halves. Pre- is, that, is that a game of four quarters? Is that <laughs> AFL? I pretty kill, kill that one. I pretty much argue that the uh, St George. Uh, Rabbit's game was a game of four quarters. It you know? definitely was a game of four quarters. Uh, so it was a lot two of, games of two halves. A lot, lot of um, Gus Gould sentiment where basically a lot of people just want to retire the expression Gus Gould. Uh, Full stop. Yep. Uh, Terry Ball says Gus saying brilliant football and Roops uh, saying no, 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 no. No, no, Jack Wilson no, just said no, the expression no. Gus Gould. Yeah, the, just, just Gus Gould. Um, a couple more very quickly. Yeah. I'm no doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came from the reserve grader. That, oh, no, no. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dogstar and John Burton were on uh, at item and I'm with them. Numbers, yeah. right, or numbers left. Yeah, yeah, right. But with, with the medical one, I was like, oh, you hate to see that. Yeah. When it really, everybody likes to look at an ambulance at a car accident, right? They want to see the broken bone, right? <laughs> now, that one was actually given us after, yeah, it was uh, 3D Habitat. It yeah. was a, a big... Contributed to fire up. He said, yeah. "I want to see that that expression retired. You hate to see it after they've replayed the injury yeah. <laughs> eighteen times from every angle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, sometimes I think the dumber the better. Correct. <laughs> well, you mean they to be? They have to be the next to score. They have to be the next to score. Isn't that a goal? That's that's a solid goal. That one. Isn't that it? was Roops again. I'm going off their Twitter handle, so God knows what their real names are. Roops, Huxbucks, and Gordo all had that one. I oh, did they? Mm. Mm. Put the queue in the rack. <laughs> Thanks very much, Dogstar. I like that name too. Dogstar was terrific. He yeah. came up with, or she came up with, uh, a number of expressions. Hole runner, leg speed, noted defender. Leg speed, Laurie Daly, right? Leg speed's a ripper. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers right or left, put the cue in the rack, and yeah, another very... arm speed. Yeah. What about between against... the ears? Yeah. You know, he's got a great football head between the... Football bone between the ears. <laughs> and, and another popular one uh, Dogstar have, along with Racing George and Troy Wright, which was... He or she has been training the house down. Training the house down. Oh, I'm surprised Joint didn't get a mention. Yeah. Uh, here's a classic. Well, obviously, sort of people want to keep that one. Bundled people in. want to keep the joint. Bundled into touch. That's the standard one. You can sort of yes. yeah, bundled, yeah, whatever. Bundled. Yeah. Mm. Uh, setting the benchmark. One fuck all. <laughs> Real name. <laughs> oh, there's a Chris Gale here. He's Don. He's good. I'm sick That's of that. in a West, isn't it? I mean, seriously, the next time a commentator when Anthony Don scores a try, he goes, he's Don, he's good. Oh, I laugh every time. <laughs> well, you have mentioned, you have mentioned uh, previously off air, Fijian Flyer. Yes. Fijian. Anyone oh. from Fiji. Yeah, from Fiji. Do they have a cliche for the Papua New Guinea boys? Except for, did uh, you know? It's a national sport of Papua New Guinea. <laughs> yeah, it's the only country in the world. Yeah, uh, oh, probably should go. Someone's putting it in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know how they, they've spelled that wrong because it's Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's a single syllable. <laughs> um, there's another one here which, oh boy, I don't like it. Got to lose a premiership to win one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, think it's true. That's a, that's a tedious one. It's, it's a horrible yeah. thing. Well, that happened to you though, didn't it, Dennis? Um, I mean, 87, you go down, jump yep. two years 
later, you win one. 89, 90, then we lose one. Yeah. So we, we lost one. So you've got to lose one to win two and then lose another one. Is that right? So maybe we lost 91 so that we could win 94. Maybe that was the, that was the one. So does that mean, we're, you know, we've lost 2019? Goodness. Adam Gibson and Phil both had, they have them at sixes and sevens. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Dennis? That's it. That, I, you've got me. I have no idea. Sixes and sevens? Confused, I suppose. It's difficult numbers. Is that numbers. six or seven? Six or seven? I don't know. Yeah. They just lost. Um, like I, we are. You know what? I'm, get, I'm guessing that that's a piece of rhyming slang. Yeah. Now, I agree with this one. The Melbourne Storm score again off a direct result of a penalty. Oh, get rid <laughs> of that. And now you can say set restart. Get, <laughs> rid of that. get rid of that entirely. That's true. Um, Ka- Karen Lefebvre, outstanding. Outstanding. Brandy Alexander. Brandy Alexander. Oh, gee, he does, t- yeah, yeah. He does like now, that. Now, I have noticed that, uh, that, that Braith cops it a bit. Yes, yeah, he, no, he doesn't. Doesn't at all. Because like, you've got Paul Neshaw here saying that anything Braith Anasta says. Well, we're saying should go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the but, but, he's, but, but that's not enough. There should be thousands and thousands <laughs> yeah, of people yeah, saying. Yeah. In fact, Paul Neshaw goes on to say yeah. anything Braith Anasta says, reflecting his schooling at the Benny Elias School of Cliches, I think he can just say anything Braith Anasta says. Right. Should go. Well, gotcha. and we, we move what does on. he add? Well, move on. It was poor old Matty Nable this time last year that's copying it. Now it's Braith. What, what is the antipathy towards Braith in particular? <laughs> Do you mean the, the most frequently, every year he played, he was voted the most overrated player? Yes, he was too. Look, I mean, <laughs> yes. and I said, I, I, I don't like want to... like our Corey Norman. I, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to pile on again, but when poor old Michael Cheekham was carted off the hospital halftime in the game against the Eels, yeah. the round before last, Braith goes, he's in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, and I'm sure he'll get what he deserves. <laughs> yeah, well put. Well put, yeah. Uh, State of Origin, Bolter. That's a popular one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kangaroo so Bolter. Yeah, Kangaroo Bolter. Yeah. The pointy end of the season. Yes. The business end of the season. Are we at the pointy end yet with eight rounds no, to go? No, In a condensed season? We're actually halfway. We're over halfway. The way I see it is... The Tigers and the Dragons have got hope yet. Still, <laughs> Which still... means we're not there yet, Chris. <laughs> so, so you're not going to retire the mathematical possibility? No, we're not. No, no way. <laughs> I, mean, I think one of the interesting trends here is uh, Maria Recuvera, if I'm saying that correctly. She wants Boom Ricky, Rookie retired. And Ed Jackson came back straight away and said, no, no, we've got to keep Boom Rookie. And that's one of the things that I think that a landing that we've come at is that when you actually see these expressions in black and white, yeah, yeah. you start to go, can we afford it? Because... BV, <laughs> DVD Hunter and Nihad all wanted to get rid of Not His Go. Not His Go. Ooh. I don't want to see that. No, I don't want to see that go. How else do you express that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not within the, the chap's and, character. And, and isn't it a case of he's a bound, repetitive he's a use adds value? The more you say it, the greater the value of it? Or does that reduce its currency? No. Not at all. Not With at something all. like Not His Go, no. it's so expressive. One of my all-time favourites is our game. The people's game. No, no, you know, our game doesn't deserve that. Our yeah. game is better than that. You know? I love the fact that they don't understand our game. Gus Gould yeah. doesn't talk about our game. He talks about my, my game. game. That's yeah. what have they done to my game. Go, m- m- yeah, yeah, so you're, you're saying there's no place for that in our game. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Our game doesn't stand for yeah. that. And you know what? You wouldn't be considered part of our game. You, you're not a player. You were never were a player. That's true. The only person outside of our game that's considered valuable might be Vonnie. She played. She up. played. There you go. See. You know where she played? Up on the Sunshine Coast. There you go. Pioneer. Sunny Coast Storms. Yeah, the Storms. There you go. Funny the Sunny yeah, Coast Storm. <laughs> yeah. We could we could go on for a long time. Uh, I certainly want to retire another expression, which is um, uh, you're a long time retired. And I do love this one. The St. George Illawarra GST banner. 
<laughs> what the hell is that? that yeah. the, Retire that one. The white paper on tax reform was bought in 1999. <laughs> the joke is 21 years no. old. It wasn't funny no, at the time. I know. Oh, I you're like, that guy, the GST guy. Yeah, that's I do me. like Ben. The uh, It's a very imaginative name. Ben um, that wants to retire the danger period before half time. And his suggestion is that for the dragons, that's the 40 minute long danger period. <laughs> that is true. I've sensed that danger every week. And if I could just pay homage quickly to some of the multiple contributors 3D Habitat, uh, Classic NRL Builder came out with some terrific ones like Hardest Preseason Ever, The Big Dance. Dave Ray had many. Uh, Canberra fan, you'd know him, Dennis. He hates it when commentators are calling games in Canberra in the winter and they go, it's a freezing cold night. And when they're calling games in autumn and spring, the commentator goes, surprisingly, it's not cold tonight. <laughs> uh, Dogstar, we mentioned Gordo. Margie McDonald was fantastic. Full credit to the boys, which is a, another yeah. podcast. It'd be hard to retire that expression, yeah, absolutely. but go for it, Margie. Yeah. Gone to another level. Yeah. Masterclass. <laughs> Masterclass. And we can only control what we do. Yes. And, uh, by the way, Lynn mentioned rubber the green. She wants to point out this is not golf. Right. Uh, Paul Neshaw, we've already mentioned. Phil had some great ones. Uh, probably the one that will never go, which is rugby league, was the winner on the day. Oh, yeah. Roops, Scotty McGregor, uh, asked a lot of him. And senior sources, who was our game, Stephen, mm. strike, what about this bloke? Uh, <laughs> some of the absolutely fantastic. But I guess if there were uh, Tiger, two, Tiger 2047, what a player he is. What a signing he has been. What a tackle that was. Yeah. Obviously, um, a fan of the language. Troy Wright, uh, good round the boys, training the house down. Yeah. But I'd probably like to leave on Silver X because Silver X wants to retire expression that's particularly close to my heart, and that, of course, is six again. Six again. <sighs> no one wants to retire ninth. Because I'm just wondering if that will be good. Because you know, a lot of hotels won't have a 13th floor. They go one to the yes, lobby, yeah, one yeah, to 12, yes, then 14. So in Tigerland, no nine. Maybe it should be the, yeah, yeah. one to eight, yeah. and then there's 10. Don't say the word nine to Madge, right? The West Tigers are currently in 10th place and loving it. Loving it. And wasn't the greatest story of the week was the horse kick for Madge Maguire. Didn't that get all the attention this week? First of all, chairs are people too. I just want to point, <laughs> point that out. Even plastic ones. Secondly, I don't want to attack the media because I feel like I'm part of the media. Yeah. But the report on last night's news was West Tigers say that Michael Maguire's fury is a good thing. Yeah. Showing, A, he's not ringing, passion. Ring, ringing the Cowboys yeah. for a job, yeah. but he's showing the passion. Yeah. That wasn't fury. That yeah. was a dainty backheel. Yes, you know. just get out of my way just yeah, quietly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was I, just a little stomp. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't Stuart-esque. Can no, I say that? No, no it wasn't. No. No, that, and, Ricky comes from the front. Ricky, yeah. Rick, you, Ricky rang him. And he says, Madge, well, come on. Come on, we you need to talk. do better than that. Do you need yeah. it, well, of course, Madge is a Canberra boy. Yes, let's, exactly. let's not forget that. You're letting down the team. Done. See you next week quietly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.